all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello, Governor! <laughs> I'm Rachel. <laughs> I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. Do you uh, Do you have any guesses as to our disaster? I mean, not particularly, but uh, yeah. Did my intro give you any hints? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but which particular disaster, I have no idea. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? I am drinking my usual... America's favorite <laughs> national local beer. Very good. I am drinking Raleigh Brewing Company's First Squeeze American Wheat Ale. Mm-hmm. It is orangey and effervescent and 6% alcohol by volume. So There you go. We should have a good time. <laughs> um, we are back on Apple Podcasts, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. I've never used it, so I, I didn't realize it was Here's even gone. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> it stays. Uh, if you ever see us all of a sudden disappear from Apple, just, I promise you it's not. Yeah. yeah. We will give you plenty of heads up if we decide not to release every single Monday. So just letting you know. Um. So, yes. What hint did I give you in our intro now, did I? Uh, the, the, yeah. <laughs> do I have to do it that way? No, you don't yeah, have to I'm say kidding. it. But what, what do you think? I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's definitely taking place in the UK somewhere. Actually, no. No. But it has UK ties. Okay. What big story in the UK has come out in the past week or so? Oh, the death of uh, the Queen. Obviously. There you go. So we have a new king. Long the Queen is dead. Long live the king. Something long, like long that. Long live the king. <laughs> There's yeah. never been a king in my lifetime, so in our either of our lifetimes. Yes, that's true. The last king was Queen Elizabeth's dad, mm-hmm. which was over seventy years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, as oops, wrong one. As I've mentioned before, <laughs> we're not doing diet. I, I knew we weren't yeah. doing that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Um. Instead, today we are covering Prince Charles' skiing accident. Okay. Are you aware of this? I don't okay. think so. I'm not aware of much of the Royals, do <clears throat> That's I? That's fair. Yeah. We'll learn a lot today. All right. Um, on March 10th, <laughs> 1988, then Prince Charles of Edinburgh. That was back when they literally, he, and he might have been, you know, he was a prince, so he might have upgraded a little bit. This is literally at a time in 1988 when people are still using wooden skis. <laughs> not, That's I'm a not, fair point. I'm not joking. I didn't even look into that, but yeah. <laughs> yes, they're still around, trust me. Uh, was the most famous party, well, I should say one of the most famous people, involved in a skiing accident caused by an avalanche on Gotschnagraut Mountain in Switzerland that killed Major Hugh Lindsay? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Okay. I thought this was going to be just fun. Oh, no. And pick on... No, this is deadly. Okay. We can still pick on Prince Charles. Now, King, King Charles. King Charles. King Charles III, too, sir. 
Um, sources, so many sources. Associated Press, The British Army, Britannica, Cosmopolitan Magazine, The Daily Mail, The Decider, Elle Magazine, Forbes, The Guardian, Harper's Bazaar, uh, History Extra, LA Times, The List, The Mirror UK, National Geographic, Oprah Daily, Quester Insurance, Royal.UK, the official website of the royal household sure. snowworks stuff.co.nz the telegraph wikipedia and yahoo news that's way too many so many <laughs> so this first section i like to call a dip in the royal gene pool I, yeah i don't want to no i don't think i want to get <laughs> you in don't there know. no no i don't think i do i know it's uh i'm gonna use the word muddled <laughs> instead of inbred <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of hemophiliacs apparently okay it's, uh, I don't know much about it, and, and that's on purpose. I just know it's it's probably pretty fucking weird. <laughs> well, we're going to cover more the fun part of it. Good. Which is all the, the funny fun, names. The, the fun weird part of the it. The fun names. I mean, I can handle weird to a certain extent, and then when it, when it crosses that line. No, we're not going to get weird. It's good. more interesting, okay. right? I would say. I think it's more interesting. Okay, so the reason I picked this topic, we the, England's got a new king. Not queen. Correct. Um, Charles III. This, aside from Diana's car accident, well, you know, death. The death of Diana, who was his ex-wife at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 years ago. That's right. Is also another brush he had with tragedy in which someone he loved died. Now, allegedly, I mean, like, by the time Diana died, I'm not sure if, how much love there yeah. was there. But anyway. Or, he, or even to begin with. Yes, yeah. that's a good, good uh, point. It's like, I have a wife because I'm supposed to. <laughs> also, uh, can, hello. <laughs> can I say every British site I visited to, to research this, like, had a pop-up message about the morning of Queen Elizabeth. It was weird. I, yeah, I, I mean, can see that with them. I, I, with them, yes. Yeah. We don't know what it's like to have a monarchy, just to be clear. Uh, um, I mean, to an extent, we do. We just, have the elite. Just, yeah, I was like, we have a we have a different set of. Monarchs. See, we have the monarchy yeah, without have, the titles. We have Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and Mark Zuckerberg and the 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 C the CEOs are the they're the monarchs. monarchs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what was the uh, the t- the Fargo TV show? Uh, the last season we watched where it was Bakeem Woodbine. Do you remember that? Yeah, like the main. It was in the seventies. Is that yeah. the one that was in the seventies? Uh huh. But uh, like he calls like the one guy is about to remember. He calls the one guy is about to kill. He he says you know I'm your king and you bow to me. And the guy's oh. like, he's like he's like we don't have kings in this country. And he's like he's like oh we do we do we just call them something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Just like and then he kills him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Great, so yeah. Show. Yeah, it was a good show. <clears throat> um, Queen Elizabeth, we never watched the next season. No, because yeah. it had Chris Rock in it, I think. It did have Chris Rock in it, yeah. Um, so Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> and Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Starred in Fargo, no. Starred in a witty comedy that made $12 million total. <laughs> so she died this year, September 8th. Um, but I thought it'd be a good time to deal with the British royal family. And so. <laughs> let's deal with it. Let's deal with them. So Charles was born Charles. Charlie. Yeah. Chuck. Him. Here is a picture of Charles, little Charles, and his mummy. Liz. Lizzie and Chuck. Chuck and Lizzie. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a photo from that time. Yeah, and it looks like a young Queen Elizabeth and 
It, I, I can't say that looks necessarily like Charles, but people change so much from when they're babies, yeah. you know. I don't think that says anything. Um, so what... Immediately, we're going to dip in one of the weirdest things about the royal family, which is they don't necessarily always have last names, <laughs> surnames, okay. uh, or at the very least, they're not known by their surnames, right? We don't say Charles Windsor, even though that's technically kind of his name. Yeah, I guess I never, uh, yeah. So apparently, sure. before 1917, the British kings and queens were just known by their first names and the house they belonged to. Uh, Very Game yes. of Thrones, right? I was just going to say. Yes. Prince Charles, House Targaryen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the name could ch- that name could change over the years. The name of the house, especially due to marriage, succession, all of the royals in Europe intermarried, all that shit. Yeah. Hence the gene they pool did, thing, yes, right? They did, uh, That's how they like made diplomatic like, treaties and shit. Like, you learned, like, like I only recently learned like, Half the rulers and rulers being, you know, prime ministers, actual rulers, like in World War, like half of them were related to each other. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's just like, what? Let's get into that a little, shall we? So, yeah. um, the last monarch to keep this tradition alive of the house of blah, 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 was Edward the Seventh. So that is Charles' great, great grandfather on his mother's side. Okay. He died in 1910, and at first, his son, George V, which is Charles' great-grandfather, kept up the tradition by being, okay, George V of the House of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. I'm not making that up. Now, I'm going to lift straight from Wikipedia here, because this may be one of the most bizarre sentences I'll ever read on this show. Are you ready? Okay, I am, yeah. Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, or in German, Sachsen-Coburg und Gotha, or Saxe-Coburg-Gotha, in German, Sachsen-Coburg-Gotha, was an Ernestine Thuringian duchy ruled by a branch of the House of Wettin, consisting of territories in the present-day states of Thuringia and Bavaria, in Germany. I don't know what those mean. I don't know mean. anything I you don't just know said. That. I, yeah. Were you reading from Game of Thrones? <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> what it means, I, I, I'm not positive. It sounds like there was a house in a field somewhere. <laughs> I don't even know best, what a duchy is. What best, is a duchy? I have no idea. Past the duchy. I know that's a joint. Is it so duchy maybe, or duchy? Well, in Jamaican, it's, I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> no, it's Jamaican. No, it's, no, What's it's, a duchy? It's a song. A joint. What song? Like, oh, an old, like an early 80s. Like, like a Bob Marley song or something? No, like no. a... Like a teen Bob Marley ripoff band. I'm not even kidding. Past the duchy. Was it Blazing Squad? <laughs> no, it was not. No, they weren't. They weren't Jamaican. But and they weren't good, in the eighties either. Guess. <laughs> I was in Blazing Squad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not bad. It's called Blazing, Blazing Squad. Squ- Blazing Squad. I don't know what the Blazing Squad is, but everyone else seems to know. <laughs> Oh, the funniest part of that was that you had no idea Crossroads was originally a rap song. No! I'm like, how do I know a Bone Thugs and Harmony song? I'm like, this is a Blazing Squad you're like, song. You're like, Meet wait. Me at the crossroads, Crossroads, Crossroads. Yeah, you're like, this is Blazing Squad. This is Blazing Squad. Who are, these, who are these Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> people? Anyway, what that whole sentence meant, uh, the big takeaway is that... Is that Blazing Squad exists. No, is that Saxe-Coburg-Gotha is a German name. Mm-hmm. And what might the British people want to do circa 1917 regarding the Germans? 
maybe them. separate themselves yes. from yes. that association, right? But yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, George V, the king at that time, was a cousin of Kaiser Wilhelm II. Yeah. So yeah, they were related. And the Russian Tsar was a cousin too, They're something like that. All yeah. related. Yeah. Now, okay, are you ready for a Rachel joke? Yes. Are this is all? my next sentence that I wrote. Further, or should I say, fewer? <laughs> I he cracked myself uh, up. He would have been in a hospital at that time. He fought in World War That's I. That's right, yeah. He was, bli- did, yeah. He was blinded for a, a little bit by uh, really? poison gas. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, too bad it didn't kill him. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a German aircraft manufacturer called Gothar Wagenfabrik that went say. by the name Gotha, which is literally directly in George's house name. Yeah. So they didn't want that association. No. So they're like, okay, we're not going to be known by any German name here. So they basically were like yeah. wiping out the German heritage uh, name. So in July 1917, George V adopted a new house name taking on the surname Windsor, the House of Windsor. Okay, so he just made one up. Well, we're going to get into that. So he had rejected, there were some other uh, names that were rejected, among them... I can't wait for those. Tudor. Aren't they of the Tudors? Or what's the Tudor house? Or is that, I don't know. I did not look into it. Okay. But it does sound familiar. It does. Uh, Plantagenet? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's not drop that one. Oh, and also England. That would be a little on the nose. Too, too on the too nose. On the nose. Yeah. Um, but they, but George V accepted his private secretary, Lord Stamfordham's suggestion. <laughs> Stamfordham. Stamfordham. Lord Stamfordham. Oh, it's going to get so much better. Mm-hmm. Trust me, there's so many good names in this. Um, so he suggested Windsor because it was associated with Windsor Castle. Sure. Which was built in the 11th century wow. by William the First, the first king hey, of the, the House of Normandy. Yeah. Everybody remembers Billy the First. Yep. And <laughs> Billy One. <laughs> Billy One. Billy One. And because it sounded sufficiently regal, it does. Yeah, it works. It does. So he just made up the name. They just picked a name after a castle. Like, sure. We'll be the Windsors now. If only everyone it's could just pick than, their own last name. Better than that, what, whatever that other name was. It was too Saxon Gotha? Well, that one and the other one that, that didn't even know. Oh, the, Plantagenet? Yeah, like Fantasia. Like yeah, a, I don't know what the, We're, we're a house Fantasia. <laughs> so George's son, Edward, who is Charles' great uncle, became king upon the death of his father, George V, in 1936. But very famously, he stayed in power for less than a year. Because he wanted to marry an American divorcee named Wallace Simpson. So he abdicated. He's like, I will chase love in the United States with this divorcee, Wallace Simpson. So that left his brother, George VI, as king. And George VI had two daughters, Elizabeth and Margaret. He died at a very young age for a royal, especially considering how old his daughter was when she died. He died... 56. Yeah, that is pretty young mm-hmm. for a royal at that time. Probably for well, anybody at uh, that time. I, it is pretty young for, yeah, 20th yeah. century. He died from lung cancer and other health complications. He was notoriously a heavy smoker. Um, this made his oldest daughter, Elizabeth Alexandra Mary, 
unexpectedly, Elizabeth II of the House of Windsor in 1952 at the age of 25. So that's how she had such a long reign. Up until last week. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Quite literally, yes. She was already married by that time to Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark. Sure. Interestingly. Um, And they already had two kids. Charles, who was born November 14th, 1948, and Anne, who was born in 1950. She would go on to have two more kids while reigning as queen, known pedophile and all-around creeper Andrew, Duke of York, and son Edward, Earl of Wessex. I know. It sounds made up. It It is made up. It is made made up. up. Yeah. So <laughs> it is made up, but they are actual titles with yes. actual people that hold them. Yes, and a lot of importance is given to them. Yeah. So back to Charles. So by the time he was three, he was already the next, like literally the first in line after his mom in the line of succession. Man, he had to stay in that line for a long time. <laughs> he sure fucking did another seventy years, yeah. basically. <laughs> yes. Long time. That's a that's a hell of a yes, wait. Yes, he would have to wait for seven decades <laughs> yeah, imagine, for his shot. Imagine now he's in his wait. 70s. You wouldn't know you were waiting seven, seven no. decades for anything, even if it did happen. Yeah. But this guy's like, I will be king one day, just my mother has to die. <laughs> he is now king at age 73. His mom was 25. I know, that's crazy. It's, it, uh, William's going to get to the throne a lot quicker than his dad did. I'll just put it that way. Unless Charles lives to be 143. He might. You know he's hooked up to like... <laughs> 15. It's different technology this time. You know he's hooked up to like 15 teenagers yeah. like at night. <laughs> Switching out his blood for theirs. Yeah. And you oh never God. hear from those teenagers again. All right. So until he became king this year, last week, whatever, he'd have to make do with the following title. Okay. Make do. Hear me out. Was it make do? No. Hear me out. Charles Philip Arthur George, Prince of Wales and Earl of Chester, Duke of Cornwall, Duke of Rothsey, Earl of Carrick and Baron, Renfrew, Lord of the Isles, and Prince and Great Stuart of Scotland. How do you fit that on anything? <laughs> on the birth certificate, right? Even on that. Like, <laughs> is it a wall? Is that what it is? Did a... you notice Windsor's not in there anywhere? I but did, he is of the House of Windsor. I didn't because I was distracted by all the other fancy names. I know. I he no is a idea. prince, an earl, a duke, a duke, an earl, a baron, a lord, and a prince. Is that allowed? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know what any of those things are. I have are, no idea. So, um, He couldn't be more royal if his life depended on No, him. he couldn't. You be. know, no. um, he was actually born at Buckingham Palace, so... I'm pretty sure they shoved a silver spoon in his mouth like two seconds later. But um, so he was raised as a royal, which must be the most bizarre thing in the world to any of the rest of us, uh, but probably seemed really normal to him. Yeah, I mean. In his youngest years, he had a governess named Catherine Peebles. (laughs) No, she doesn't get a long name. Who was his primary educator. But then his parents really mixed things up. By having their kid, like, go to actual school. A first in the entire line of the British royal family. They all had tutors. Except for Charles, the first one to go to actual school. Like an actual child. Interesting. Yes. It must have been, like, traumatic. Well, let it be known he did not go to some dumpy little corner school. (laughs) Still. I know he went to, like, Hogwarts or something like that. No, he started... Oh, we're going to get into all the schools. (laughs) He started out at... Hill House International Junior School in Kensington for his primary education. Um, to give some scale, I looked up the tuition at all of these schools. Okay. 
Tuition at Hill House now, so for 22 to 23 academic year, begins at 15,990 pounds or roughly $18,250 for what they call small school. <laughs> I'm guessing it's like pre-K or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Small I school. do not get the British education system. I'm sorry. I don't know what forms are. Are they grades? What are O-levels? What's an A-level? What are levels? Are they exams? Are they grades? Are they, is it college to degrees? I don't understand. Yeah, either. degrees exist. <clears throat> All right. And it goes, the tuition goes up to 19,800 pounds or $22,725 for sixth form, whatever that is. I think it's basically like pre-K to sixth grade, but I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, all apologies due to the British people. <laughs> so after that, he went on to his father's alma mater, Cheam School, not Charm School, Cheam School, Cheem. which is a preparatory boarding school on the border of Hampshire and Berkshire. I don't know what that means, but for boarding students there for 22 to 23 academic year, fees are around £10,000 or $11,500 per term. Uh, nursery school is also available and is cheaper, but you mayn't board your tiny children. <laughs> So Charles concluded his basic education at another of his father's former schools, Gordonston School in Moray, Scotland. Other um, attendees, famous attendees later on, would be David Bowie and Sean Connery's children. They both sent their oh. sons there. Oh. So fees for boarding students there for the 2022 to 2023 academic year top out at £14,550 or $16,700 per term. So for those keeping track at home using incredibly simplistic and quick and dirty math, if you're putting your kid through pre-K to 12th grade or something at these schools, things. it's a ballpark of 300,000 pounds or $344,000 to graduate your kid from high school. This is not college. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even look up. But for these type of people, like they've Oh, got it doesn't that, even like, matter. No, they wouldn't we'll even talk notice. more about the wealth. Yeah, but they wouldn't even notice if it was missing. Yes. Um... Then, of course, His Royal Highness went on to study at Trinity College in Cambridge. I did not look up the tuition there. We'll just assume it's a shit ton. A metric shit ton. A metric shit ton. Because that can be translated mm -hmm. to the standard system or whatever. Um, so he became the first member of the British royal family, in literally all of history, to earn a bachelor's degree. Very nice. Yeah. He also served in the military. He attended the Royal Air Force College he did learn how to fly. He was a pilot, including sure. helicopter. Harry did, too. Yes, he his did. son, Harry. <clears throat> Harry flew missions. Well, so he served yeah. in the... Yeah. Um, Charles served in the Royal Navy from 1971 to 1976. Now, hmm. now what... How much in danger he was... I have no idea. But, you know, they they they, they did stuff. <laughs> they helicoptered and, and stuff. Yes. They choppered. Um, so, of course, quite famously... He married Diana Spencer, Princess Diana, in 1981, and she gave birth to Charles' two sons, William, who was born in 82, and Harry, who was born in 84, both of whom, I'm sure, have just as long na of names as their father. Probably. Just didn't look them up. All right, so we're stopping at Charles' biography in the 80s, since that's when this tragedy occurred. I am not going to delve into his marriage to Diana and whatnot, at least not much, but I did think something else interesting worth mentioning was that at least one person 
did attempt to assassinate Charles in 1983. Now, when I say attempt, he didn't actually get to attempt, but here, hear me out on this. So now there have probably been multiple assassination attempts on essentially any famous person, most of which we'll never hear about, especially when like secret service, intelligence, whatever, gets to them way before it ever happens. And they're not going to divulge all of those to the public, you know. But one was recorded. So apparently in October of 1981, a 17-year-old highly mentally troubled New Zealand boy named Christopher John Lewis actually tried to kill Queen Elizabeth. So he bought a 22 rifle, wrapped it up in an old pair of jeans, and bicycled to the Otago Museum in Dunedin where the Queen was visiting for a New Zealand tour. Because as you may know, New Zealand is a former colony. Ah, oh, that it is. That's, as yes. many places were. We'll get to that too. Like 70% of Earth was. Yeah. He hid in a toilet cubicle and fired the rifle at the Queen when she got out of a car. The bullet landed nowhere near her. Um, exactly where it did impact appears to be a bit of an intelligence secret. Apparently... Christopher did not have a great sight line to the queen and didn't have a high enough caliber gun. So maybe it was from too far a distance, yeah. whatever. It it didn't work. Yeah. Like, it didn't even come close to working. But if you try to shoot at the queen, you're going to be in trouble. So he was arrested eight days later for public possession of a firearm and public discharging of a firearm. And apparently when he was charged, he said, quote, had the bullet hit her, would it be treason? <laughs> yeah, he was disappointed he was only brought up on right. those two charges. Yeah. So, He served three years, including in a psychiatric prison, but during his stint in the psychiatric prison in 1983, he escaped to try and kill Charles. So at the time, Charles and Diana brought their baby William to New Zealand to do a tour, but apparently he got intercepted before he could even try. At the very least, he didn't successfully kill anyone, obviously. To kind of finish out this story... He was charged with the murder of a woman named Tanya Furlon in 1997, even though someone else later confessed to the crime. And then while in prison on those charges, Christopher allegedly killed himself by messing with an electrical box in his cell and died of ex- electrocution. Oh, gee, okay. I say allegedly because that sounds pretty sus, but I don't know. Yeah. It's not a crime show, so we're moving no. on. Okay. So... As for why we're talking so much about Charles, now King Charles, and not the guy who died, it's because there's a shit ton of information about Charles, not so much about the guy who died. But I'm going to do my best of what I do know about um, Hugh Lindsay, who was the Mm. victim in in this disaster. So Hugh Charles Littleton Lindsay was born on May 3rd, 1953, to David Edsel Thomas Lindsay and Audrey Lavinia Littleton. Now, if you dig back far enough in his mom's side of the the family tree, the Littletons, he, I know this is a shock, appeared to descend from aristocracy. (laughs) Um, Going back to at least the 15th century, members of the Littleton family were knights, barons, viscounts, and other made-up rich people titles. So, of course, being an aristocrat... In British society, like Charles, he did just fine for himself education-wise. He attended Millfield, a public boarding school in Somerset. Now, for those of us in the States, public school means you don't pay tuition. It's free school. It's state school, right? 
Um, it's it's funded either by the state or the municipality or both. Uh, but it means something different in England and in Wales. Now, in Scotland, it kind of means the same thing. But apparently in England and Wales, it's a little different. Public means that any student can technically attend from any background. But it, that's the only thing that public means. It is not state funded. It has an endowment and oh, you have to pay tuition. Okay. So sure. public school is actually still posh in England and Wales. Um. So when I say Hugh Lindsay attended public school, it still means he went to a posh for fee school. So Lindsay went on to serve in the British Army, eventually achieving the rank of Major by age 30. And here is Major Hugh Lindsay. Okay. Strapping young lad. Yep. He was he was called handsome in many. Sure. I was going to say by British standards, but that is such a mean thing to say, isn't it? Whatever. We're just used to (laughs) so much more plastic surgery here in the U.S., that's all. Also, it's mean to talk about people's looks. Anyway, um, so in the British Army, a major is an officer that ranks above captain. So it's like four or five up the ladder. Uh, The next step would be lieutenant colonel and then colonel. Okay. Uh, now that's just in care. In case anybody cares about military ranks, it seems high. I don't know, especially if by the time he was thirty, that's a pretty good career, you know. Anyway, in October of nineteen eighty-three, <clears throat> Lindsay was appointed as equerry to Queen Elizabeth. So apparently, an equerry is essentially a personal assistant, but with like an honorific title. Apparently, its roots come from equine, as in horses. Sure. Because back in the day, an equerry was the person responsible for the horses of someone up or up. But eventually, it went on to just mean, like, a, a close assistant, a close personal assistant, kind of, something like that. Um, at any rate, it appears he was more or less one of Queen Elizabeth's closest assistants, so her equerry, until 1986 when he returned to military service. And here's a picture of Hugh behind Queen Elizabeth. Mm. So, um, during that time, he became really close with the royal family. Every article I found about him at the time referred to him as handsome, urbane, and witty. So he's charming. He's a charming guy, I guess. He was also a little younger than Charles. So Charles was born in 48. Lindsay was born in 53. So he was like four and a half years uh, younger than Charles. And that put him at least a little closer to Diana's age. So Diana was born in 61. So she was like almost 13 years younger Mm -hmm. than Charles. But... He was she she was closer to like eight years apart from uh Hugh. Also Sarah Ferguson, mm. Andrew's wife, he was a little closer in age too because she was born in fifty nine. So to put that into context, like the group we're talking about, Lindsay was equerry from ages thirty to thirty-three. Diana would have been twenty-two to twenty-five. So fucking young. They were married she they were married when she was nineteen. Mm. Just, yeah. 
And Sarah and Andrew, who Andrew is just a few months younger than Sarah, would have been like 24 to 27. Charles would have been 35 to 38. So you can kind of see how Hugh was sort of the in-between age-wise in the group. This is all speculation on my part, but they, they did hang out, at least on the ski trip. So, like... It almost seems like he was the bridge age-wise between the, little bit. the ages a little bit. Anyway, being all young and witty and handsome and urbane, of course, Lindsay was not single for very long. Like many young professionals, he met his future wife at work. So Sarah Brennan was a staffer at Buckingham Palace. Hmm. She uh, worked in the press office at Buckingham Palace. And she had been there since 1977, so she she had been working there for a while. Sarah and Hugh met in 1985 and got married in July 1987 at a wedding that both Charles and Diana attended. And this is Hugh and Sarah at their wedding, very 80s puppy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. And morning coats and top hats and all that. Yes. Within just a few months, Sarah would fall pregnant, as they say, with their first, and as it would turn out, only child. Hugh, uh, this is just a fun fact to throw in. I didn't know where else to put it. Hugh was apparently also in a seven-piece blues band called Sweatband. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like the 80s? Here comes trouble. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sweatband. Sweatband. I don't know what he played. That is actually kind of original. I don't think I've ever heard of a band named Sweatband. Mm -hmm. For the 80s when aerobics was really into. Absolutely. So one of the things that this whole group of young royals and their aristocratic friends enjoyed was a long pastime of many Richie Riches. Skiing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I understand not just rich people ski, but we've all thoroughly discussed my disdain for skiing. Yes. So I do look down my nose at the rich people who <laughs> ski. Because <laughs> you have to have all the equipment and shit. It's like hockey, it's ex- right? It's expensive. Like most, You have most, to pay for the slope. Yeah. Most winter sports are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like pretty mm-hmm. much all of them are. Yes. Because they all involve equipment. They all involve conditions that need to be manicured. Mm-hmm. And so you have, you have to pay somebody to do that. And you can't you do it indoors nope. it, for skiing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Not for competitive skiing. There are, like, indoor, like... Really? Courses? Yeah. like yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Like in malls in Dubai, maybe, but... Yeah, but that's what I mean. Oh, okay. It, it does exist. Technically, it does yes. exist. But it's not accessible to many people. Not really. Yeah. Um, anyway, Hugh was, by all accounts, an expert skier. So he was an excellent skier. And the rest of the group was good, too, because they're rich. Yeah. <laughs> so, except for Hugh's wife, Sarah who was, in her own words, a, quote, terrible skier. Uh-oh. So she's just, she wasn't into it. I, I did not go into it, but my guess is it sounds like she's a little bit more middle class. So maybe she didn't. Upper middle? Did, yeah, maybe. I mean, she got hooked up at Buckingham Palace, yeah. so, but still. Yeah, she's doing all right. She's She fine. just can't ski. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in this case, it was to her advantage. Yeah. So... One of the places this group enjoyed skiing at was, of course, the Richie Rich destination of Klosters, Switzerland, home of a world-renowned ski resort. Yes. Klosters is in the Swiss Alps. Yeah. A world-renowned destination for skiing. Uh, I'm sure it's fucking gorgeous wherever they were skiing. Oh, I'm sure. 
Um, it's in the eastern part of Switzerland, near the border of Liechtenstein. Sure. Which is to the north. And just north of yet another well-known rich destination, the Alpine Resort town of Davos. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I am... Switzerland. Yeah, I know. I'm super disdainful of this. This isn't to minimize this tragedy. It's just that this is, like, very, very rich people doing... This is the, uh, like, the Wasteful one... things with their This money. is, like, the 1% of the 1%. Mm-hmm. Which describes the royal family. Yeah. Yes. And their friends. I'm sure they were... They were paying for their and, friends, and the, too. And the upper middle class lady. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who can't ski very well. Um, apparently, Charles started going to Closters in 1978. His very first visit there was with a lady he was dating named Sarah Spencer, as in Diana's older sister. Did you not know this? That's that. Prior to dun, Diana. Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Charles was hooking up with her sister. Mm. In fact, didn't know he had it in him. Well, in because literally at the time Diane was like sixteen, oh, it would well, have been really creepy. Still, I mean, the the, the royal family is pretty creepy. <clears throat> well, yes, that's true. I mean, Andrew, yeah, just think yeah, of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's, so... that's when that's when Andrew's getting rid of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> um, so. The story is that basically he had picked Sarah Spencer to be like, okay, she's the suitable wife or whatever, but they went to Closters in 78. When they were there, she met a reporter, like a journalist, Mm -hmm. and was like, oh, hey, let's get lunch when we're back in the UK. She did. She followed up, sat down with this reporter in the UK, and she spilled her fucking guts about her life with the Ah. prince. And allegedly, this is all allegedly because seriously, this was all printed in the mirror, which is a known tabloid rag. Yes. Um, But allegedly, Charles was like, fuck you, we're done. Because you have loose lips that will sink our ships, you know. So, and ergo, he decided on Diana a few years gonna, later. Anyway. You know I'm going to bang your sister later, oh, right? It's so <laughs> gross. It's so gross. I can't even. He probably he probably did it just for that reason. I don't know. You know how petty these people must be. Oh, my God. I mean, I I'm mean, petty, I mean, but I wouldn't do that shit. Yeah, but we have real problems. We're like real... These, <laughs> We're these, real people. Yes, these people do not have real... They literally have to make up problems. They have to make up names. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> They do that for fun. Um. Yeah. So... <laughs> Regardless of the bad association with Closters, Charles continued his annual pilgrimage there with his friend group. So when they made their way to Closters in March of 1988, it was just another fun trip. So I couldn't find a full listing of the group of friends who went on the trip. I would imagine it was a whole gaggle of fucking rich people. Yeah. Um, I don't know for sure, but I do know the people who were there for sure were Charles, Diana, Sarah Ferguson, or Andrew's wife, uh, at the time the Duchess. Is she the one that's known as Fergie? Yes, that- that's okay. Fergie. Okay. Not of the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Yeah. Hugh Lindsay and Charles and Patty Palmer Tompkinson. <laughs> Patsy Palmer Tompkinson? So, Charles Pal- Palmer Tompkinson was a longtime friend of Prince Charles. He was one of the older members of the group. He was 48 at the time, so he was a, a bit older. Ancient. <laughs> well, for the group, right? Yeah. And no surprise, he was an aristocrat. Uh, but the lesser Charles, <laughs> the 
rank-wise anyway, was also the most skilled skier in the group. He competed in the 64 Winter Olympics. That's pretty good. In the giant slalom and downhill. <laughs> yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's some fucking scary shit. Mm-hmm. Um, to be clear about the two things he was known for, Wikipedia lists his occupations as, and I quote, landowner, skier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'll take it's that. It's just put rich. <laughs> yeah. Wealthy person. Yeah. I'll take any of those titles. Yeah. <laughs> Reportedly, he was also uh, Charles Prince Charles ski instructor. Well, so. sure. Yeah. I mean, he was an Olympian. <clears throat> mm-hmm. sake, so, yeah. yeah. He was an expert. Notably absent from the group was Sarah Lindsay, who, as I mentioned, was not only in the third trimester of her pregnancy, but not much of a skier. So right. she stayed at home. She said she was nervous about her husband leaving the country. I mean, she's pretty heavily pregnant at the time. But once he landed and called her, she was like, okay, he's safe. He's a great skier. We're smooth sailing from here. Yes. Uh, So this is some pictures literally the day before this disaster. These are clearly posed pictures. They do these all the time. So that's uh, Diana and Fergie. Mm -hmm. And Diana Charles. I know. They're such (laughs) 80s ski outfits. The purple. The sunglasses. <laughs> They're fab. This guy looks like he's... That's Charles. Yeah, but it looks like he's wearing like a, like a janitor's uniform. It like does what? a little bit look like coveralls, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like Charles, you couldn't afford snazzier does like than that? Couldn't have gotten some Eddie Bauer? Or like, like, what, like what's going on? What's going on, Chuck? Why, on, Chuck. why do you have on the maintenance man's clothes? <laughs> Did you ever hear the, the line from... Probably not. From Cheers... Uh, this was literally in the early 80s, right? Early, mid-80s. It was in the Shelley Long days of Cheers. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Diane, Diane, Diane Chambers, yes. Shelley Long's character, uh, wanted to have, um, her and Sam Malone go to, like, couples counseling, basically. They, they were notorious for having a troubled relationship. And she was all excited about how she found the therapist who even is rumored to have helped Chuck and die. And Carla, played by Rhea Perlman, said, why don't you go up Chuck and die? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't talk like that. I don't know why I said that. But anyway. She kind of did. Up Chuck and die. I thought that was funny. That was before any of this happened, let alone Diana dying. So on the afternoon of March 10th, 1988, a party of six hit the slopes. So it was Prince Charles, Major Lindsay, both Palmer Tompkinsons, Charles and Patty, ski guide Bruno Sprecher, and a Swiss police officer whose name I couldn't find. He's like a ski patrol officer, you know? Sure. Anyway, I, I could not find his name. Assuming it's a him, but it's the 80s and a police officer, so... <laughs> Uh, Diana and Sarah Ferguson specifically did not go skiing. They stayed behind at their chalet. I do not blame them. If I were in a resort town, all I would do is stay in the chalet. So, and be very happy. Yeah, they're staying in the uh, $10,000 night rooms. Uh, oh, yes. They're staying in the, uh, oh, we have a we have a ski place in, uh, in Davos sort of a place. Here you have your own mountain. Mm-hmm. Ski on. Close to it. Let's talk about that. So, um, so they were not skiing. For her part, Sarah Ferguson was probably also not on the slopes that trip because she was a few months pregnant. Yeah. With her and Andrew's first child, Beatrice. That day, there was an av- avalanche warning. 
in place at altitudes above a mile, 5,280 feet or about 1,600 meters, due to a heavy snowfall the day before and conditions ripe for instability in the new powder. Basically, lots of snow, but also a little warming up, so it can sure. be unstable. The party went skiing on Gotchnagrat, a mountain in the Plesser Alps, with a peak of 7,536 feet, or about 2,297 meters. Gotchnagrat is known for being extremely steep. It is not frequently open to the public. In fact, that was the first day it was open. Mm. And is considered only suitable for experienced skiers. Mm -hmm. Now, these were experienced skiers, yes. for what it's worth. They all were. The whole party was. The party was estimated to have been skiing that day at an altitude of around 6,000 feet, or 800 say, meters, yeah. above the 5280, right? Um, Still so, cutting it pretty close. Well, no, it's above the warning. So Stick, they were yeah. saying, don't go higher than a mile, and they pushed it. They, they went yeah. past that. Um, they deliberately went above the the... This was found later that this was all deliberate decisions on their part. They also deliberately skied off-piste. Have you ever heard that term? Mm -mm. I first heard it for, for the first time. I think it was a Lucy Foley book. If not, it was a Ruth Ware book. Both great authors that I recommend. Um, that they mentioned off-piste so much time in the... So many times in this book that I was like, what the fuck is off-piste? It basically means off-the-mark trail. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, off, never, off yeah. a designated trail. So skiing off-piste makes skiing more dangerous because sure. the trail hasn't been prepared for it. These areas are not patrolled. They are not monitored for avalanches. They are not plowed. They are not prepared. They're not marked either. That's right. So that means that there could be hidden hazards like rocks under the snow or the snow in general could be unstable because it hasn't been plowed, hasn't been packed, you know. Uh, these areas are also more prone to avalanches. And in the case of injury, it's har more, harder for emergency workers to reach people who have... Yeah, because they don't know where you are. Exactly. An estimated 75% of skiing fatalities in the Alps happen off-piste. Sure. So it's just more dangerous. It's stupid is what it is. I mean, it's... Mm-mm. I mean... Ski I don't want to slag off a, the dead guy, right? But skiing, skiing down a mountain is dangerous enough. It is dangerous. Skiing is a dangerous activity yeah, first, it is. right? First and foremost. Skiing off-piste is a daredevil thing, right? A little bit. Oh, yeah. So I don't understand anyone who risks anything, <laughs> period, <laughs> physically, right? So I'm not going to get to, it. To agree, I get it, yeah. So, but just not with this particular sport. Well, yeah. So according to Ian McCammon, an avalanche researcher, off-piste accidents are often caused by six human factors, identified in the acronym FACETS, which means familiarity, acceptance, commitment, expert halo, tracks, and social facilitation. So familiarity like this is a place I've I've skied off piste already. Acceptance basically means like bragging rights or ego. Commitment like I'm gonna I'm gonna accomplish this. I'm gonna do this goal. Uh, the expert halo is trusting someone who's experienced within the group you're skiing in. 
tracks is also called powder fever the desire to be the first person to make like fresh snow and you get to be the first tracks down you know and social facilitation that's just peer peer pressure basically Mm. you know um, and you can certainly see at least some of these factors being at play in this particular tragedy. So as far as the expert halo goes, there's a guide and a former Olympic skier. And right. they're all good to begin with. So you can see like, well, they, these guys wouldn't lead us into a bad place yeah. if it weren't safe, you know. I think, I mean, also if you're skiing in this way, like these people are kind of general thrill seekers, at yes. least in some way, right? Um, and of course, they're going to be into like bragging rights and goal seeking. And all. That's just like sports stuff, right? Sports related stuff. And familiarity was a known factor. The reason this group was skiing off piste at all was because Prince Charles had already done it many times in this exact place. It was known as the Wang Run. And it was notoriously off piste, notoriously steep and dangerous. But he had done it many times before. Also, so, um, also the band uh, Wang Chung had a hit around this time. Wang Chung? Yeah. What kind of music did Wang Chung do? It was uh, 80s dance music. <laughs> well, like, at, least their, at, least, at least their hit was. I don't know. What, what, the, what was their hit? I can't remember it. But, <laughs> but oh, it was uh, 80s dance music. Um, it was Everybody Have Fun Tonight. And then because in the next lyric it says everybody wang chung tonight. They oh actually my God. they actually use their own band's name and in, in lyrics in their hit song. Oh my god. That's so 80s. <laughs> That's so raven. <clears throat> okay. It's, um, it's like having the band name, the album name, and your lead single all the same. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like we got it with the band and the album. Mm-hmm. Like you can have different names for songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so unfortunately for all involved but especially for Hugh Lindsay this run wasn't like the other times that Charles had skied this unmarked trail so avalanches are a weird natural phenomenon in that Mm -hmm. they can easily be triggered by humans so when snow is unstable on steep slopes at a high altitude, sometimes all it takes to start an avalanche is a little weight, a little disturbance on an unsettled surface, and down comes all the snow, right? Mm-hmm. So in the case of this particular avalanche, that is exactly what happened. So mm-hmm. while on Gotchnagrat around 2.45 p.m. local time, literal tons of snow descended on the group of six. Charles would later recount, quote, The next thing I heard was Bruno's voice shouting, jump. The vast roaring mound of snow in vast blocks came crashing down around us. I'd never seen anything so terrifying in my life. Yeah, no shit. A staggering maelstrom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's fucking, that'd be, that'd be uh, fucking scary as fuck. I would think that'd be pretty much one of the biggest fears of being a skier. Yeah, yeah. It's the least recoverable possible well, it's disaster, like, it's right? it's like if you get hit by one of those, it's over. You're buried. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the avalanche started above the group. That makes sense. Otherwise, sure. it wouldn't be a problem. Um, and four members of the group were able to take cover. Prince Charles, the other Charles, Bruno, and the police officer. The remaining two members, Hugh and Patty, were not as fortunate. 
they were thrown 400 meters or 1,300 feet down the mountain and buried in snow. Yeah. So the four members of the party who had dodged the avalanche once it had had passed, like literally started digging with their fingers in the snow, trying yeah. to get to Patty and to Hugh. They found Patty. She was almost dead. She literally was not breathing. Bruno gave her CPR and actually managed to revive wow. her. Which CPR is already like not terribly successful um, percentage wise. It's certainly worth it. <laughs> certainly worth learning and trying. Still try. <laughs> try. Do, do try. It's better than zero percent by yes. a long shot. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it did don't, work. Don't be like the stat nerd like in that scene. Like and be like, well, it's only like thirty three percent. So don't be what? Nothing. Was, I was trying to make a dumb sports <laughs> reference, but it didn't okay. work. Sorry. <laughs> you, <laughs> while you were saying it, you were like, Rachel's not going to get this. I, I, was, I don't even want to. I was trying it. to make. I was trying to make like a deep analytics joke. I gotcha. It, yeah. Well. If you understood the deep analytics joke, go ahead and let us know so that David can feel better. Um, so, so Patty was did regain consciousness. That's crazy. She did have terrible injury to her lung, and she had broken both of her yeah. legs. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, they also found Hugh, but there was no amount of CPR that was going to save him. So Hugh and Patty were airlifted to a hospital in Davos. Where Hugh was pronounced dead at the age of 34. Wow. Mm-hmm. So word spread very quickly from, I mean, this is like a rich bitch. Oh, yeah. Chalet, you know, place. And they're like, hey, the, well, the fucking you have a, uh, prince is here. I was just going to say, you have like a potential world leader involved. Not only that, but initially, giant avalanche. What if the prince is one of the dead? Yeah. What if he died? Yeah. Like, at first, nobody knew, right? So the Buckingham Palace press office became inundated with calls. Unfortunately for Sarah Lindsay, she was working that day, fielding calls. And she would later recount, quote, I was in my office and the telephone kept ringing. The reporters would say, sorry, page turn, who am I speaking to? I would say Sarah Lindsay and the phone would go dead, end quote, because the people on the scene were like, oh, shit, this is the widow. Mm. I don't want to be the one to tell her and hang up. She thought mm. it was, like, a long-distance issue. Turns out no one was fucking strong enough to tell her, like, are you sitting down, you know? The Queen's press secretary, Sir Robin Janvrin, broke the news that there had been an accident in Closters and that while Prince Charles was safe, so they, they ascertained that very quickly, obviously that was going to be their first priority, someone else had died. They're like, we don't know who, but there is somebody dead. Her husband has a 20% chance, if you're talking about the five remaining people, to be that person. So shortly after, Robin broke the news to Sarah that Hugh had been the one who died. And then Prince Charles called pretty soon after to talk to her. Mm. So The accident was obviously horrifying, traumatic for all involved. Yeah. Uh, those dro- involved gonna, directly, indirectly. I'm going to guess everybody uh, went on to have nightmares after that. Oh, this is a PTSD-inducing type yeah. of thing, for sure. Um, witnesses saw Prince Charles crying, completely distraught, as he got into a helicopter to get off the mountain. Diana would later tell biographer Andrew Morton that she took charge after the accident because Charles was basically in shock. Apparently, initially, he was like, well, we're going to stay the rest of the trip. Because 
he's just he's yeah. not there. He's no. not there mentally. And she's like, no, we're flying Later. home. That's what we're doing. So either on the 11th, March 11th or March 12th, because sources differ, she had made arrangements for everyone to fly back to England with Hugh's body. Okay. Um, so that this is... So uh, I'd like to show a, a comparison. Uh, Sarah, Charles, and Diana. Mm-hmm. Sarah, Charles, and uh, Diana. Yeah. Getting off the plane, mm-hmm. all wearing black, of course, and... Uh, Hugh's body is on that plane too. Yeah. In a coffin, clearly, but yeah, still. He's not just like propped up in first class. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like weekend at Bernie's. I wasn't going to say It's not like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> weekend at Davos? I'm no, jeez. So, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to. And that's almost in too poor of taste. It is. <laughs> Jesus. That's all I could think of that when he said that, like, to clarify that he's in a coffin. I'm like... <laughs> Oh God! Like, well, let's hope so. He oh is, my God! He is like part of this. Uh, you know, he's a. You know, usually he's adjacent. He's adjacent to the royals. Usually, I don't think that our our humor is in bad taste, but that was pretty close. That might be the closest we've come. Yeah, you know, you got two hundred and seventy some episodes. <laughs> You're gonna crack at some point. We don't have just piles of funny like laying all over the place, and we just get to, <laughs> piles of funny. Yeah, and like just get to pick them up and like. No, we're, this isn't a very funny situation <laughs> yeah, either, is we're it? Do, so, we're yeah. doing this on the fly. Yeah, it's fair. So um, Diana also had Sarah Lindsay come to stay with her at Highgrove House, the royal residence. Why are you still smiling? You're just still thinking of your joke. <laughs> You're cracking yourself up with how poor, in po- such poor taste that was. I'm impressed by myself. <laughs> I still think uh, his head on straight is the best <laughs> joke you've ever had. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one to beat. That was at the top of the pile of funny. <laughs> that, was a, that was a whole pile of funny on itself. Because he lived, to be clear. <laughs> yes, he did. This guy did not. So according to Sarah... <laughs> This is the, the giggle loop. This is the giggle loop. It's inappropriate for you to be laughing, so that makes you want to laugh more. You're just like, he did not. <laughs> oh, so uh, Diana had Sarah Lindsay come to stay with her. According to Sarah, Diana stayed in touch with her, frequently checking and like literally calling her every week and supporting her through her grief. As for Prince Charles, he struggled with survivor's guilt. Sure common right he would later write quote i still find it hard to understand why i survived and he didn't end quote yeah very real thing yeah very very real thing hugh's funeral was on march 17th 1988 at the royal military academy this is his from his funeral Mm mm-hmm Hmm, um, it is sad. The Queen, Prince Charles, Prince Andrew, Diana, and Sarah Ferguson were all in attendance. Now, remember Patty Palmer Tompkinson, who, like, had major lung and leg mm-hmm. injuries? She had a long road to recover. She was hospitalized for almost five months. Well, she had two broken legs, I believe. She did, yes. Yeah. Two broken legs. She underwent seven operations. They basically were trying to figure out how to reconstruct her legs so she could walk again. And they... Yeah, because they were probably fucking crushed. Oh, yeah. We're not talking like a broken leg. We're talking about... We're talking about like... Almost shattered, right? Yeah. They were 
able to get her reconstructed, she was able to walk again. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. Not only that, she went back to skiing. Okay. Yeah. All right. In what might be interpreted as yet a great, another great reason to give up skiing. <laughs> Patty had a ski accident in 2005 at the age of 62 and broke one of her legs. Oh, God. She was, again, skiing at Closters. Mm. She, once again, was sent to the same hospital in Davos. And reportedly, after that, she gave up skiing. <laughs> yeah. Like, Patty. Patty, or, sweetie. Or, or just do cross-country. Right? <laughs> like, why don't you just stay on a level yeah, surface? Stay, stay on, like, the, the, the steepest hill you're going to go down is, like, 20 feet. Or just not. Or, no, you know they, what? They have the little ones here and there. How about you just avoid snow? You're rich. Go <laughs> yeah. to the Caribbean. It's true. Like, that's, that's what I would do. Come on. <laughs> so there was an inquiry into this incident. Sure. Swiss officials held an inquiry or an investigation. Um, they initially were like, they did not take the possibility of criminal charges off the table mm. at first. But in June 1988, the inquiry was concluded. They did not bring charges against anyone. Well, they didn't cause it. That, that yes, was clear. Yes, they did. Did they? Yes, let's talk about oh, that. okay. Because um, it was happening above them. So. No, they disturbed the snow. Okay. So Swiss authorities said that, like, obviously the biggest thing was like, is Charles going to get fucking indicted in Switzerland? And yeah, that's true. This did happen. Yeah. Yeah, not in England. Right. And yeah. Swiss authorities were like, no, he, quote, cannot be faulted, end quote, for his role in the avalanche. They literally said, look, all six people made the choice to do something that was not wise. All six of them. And they that are, we put out a report earlier yes. the day saying, don't do this. We said, don't go above this altitude. You did. It's unsafe to go off piste. You all did. Mm -hmm. So they basically said everyone was equally responsible. Therefore, no individual can be held responsible. Sure. So it was basically a tragic accident brought on by a group decision. Mm -hmm. Everyone was at fault and no one is at fault. You know? Yeah. Just, and I mean, if... Well, it's, We've all made poor decisions. They made the poor decision know? to go there. Obviously, what ha what ensued, they didn't want to happen. Obviously, they're not. Of course not. Yeah. So there's, there's, can... there's, no, there's, no, there's no malice involved. No, 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 no. Not yeah. at all. And you can see where they were all maybe a little cocky. Because they're all skiing to begin with. They're all fucking rich well, aristocrats. And, and they're used to doing whatever they want. Yes. You know? And I mean, being told no. Yeah. And, who's, yeah. who's ever said no to Charles mm -hmm. his entire life? Mm-hmm. Probably not even his own mother. Well, Diana. That's true. Yes. That's, but look that's what the happened person. to her. Look what happened to her. Yeah. A conspiracy, anybody? <laughs> I did not mean it that no, way. I know. I know. <clears throat> but so Sarah Lindsay gave birth oops, to her and Hugh's daughter Alice Rose Littleton Lindsay at St Thomas Hospital in London that summer. Charles was named as Alice's godfather. On Alice's first birthday, Diana invited Sarah and Alice to Kensington Palace, where they had a birthday cake ready for Alice and celebrated with then five-year-old William and three-year-old Harry. Mm. So by all accounts, Sarah has said throughout the years, like, Diana was fantastic to her. Hmm. And she did not say that Charles was not great, but, sure, but, but you know, just Diana, Diana specifically, yes. And that makes sense, because she's a woman, you know, they... 
they were closer for that reason. So Sarah did remarry in 1996. I mean, she was she was young. She had a young family. She remarried in 96 to businessman Paul Horsley. According to Sarah, Paul maintained friendships with Hugh's family and friends. He also had a couple of kids from her previous marriage. They were a blended family. They had a kid together, too. And so they all kept Hugh's memory alive for Sarah and Alice. Alice went on to attend Manchester University, and she said, quote, I often think, I hope my father would be proud of me and what I have done, end quote. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. of course, of course. That was really sad to lose that half well i i won't say that i won't identify just in case but a friend of mine's dad died when when she was um she never got to meet him and that would yeah that would be really sad so uh so if anyone's heard of a little show called the crown on netflix Uh, um they released their fourth season in late 2020 and included was an episode called Avalanche. Oh, okay. It briefly, I watched this bit. Um, It briefly depicts footage of an avalanche. It does not explicitly portray Hugh Lindsay. There's not an actor playing him. Sure. Um, Or even the exact events of the disaster. They show like stock footage of an avalanche. It wasn't the avalanche. And then they show news footage of the mountain rescue helicopters, as well as audio of the day, like of the breaking news Mm. sort of a thing. But then the show focuses of the effect of the disaster on Charles and Diana's marriage. Apparently, allegedly, it was basically the last straw in their marriage, which Mm. everybody knows by now, like from day one was fucked. These two people should not have been married. No. Ever. She was fucking 19 years old. I mean, come on. It was just such a bad idea. And she was also, so many... like, of the, like, upper middle class yes. variety. Yes, yeah, she was. She, she wasn't, was uh, no. she wasn't posh by any means. Well, but she was. Compare, relatively speaking. But we'll no, she was, she was of aristocracy. So. Sure. Peerage, as they say. But not of, like, the cool ones. Like, she was, you know, <laughs> Not of the cool ones. Yeah. Um... So biographers stated that Diana, quote, blamed Charles for his recklessness in choosing such a hazardous run, end quote. And you know what? To be fair, like, not to kick a dude when he's down, but he's a fucking king. He's fine. He's a king now. He's all good. Like, and he's never going to listen to this. So the thing is, if you're like, okay, let's see. He was almost 40. Just send us the cease and desist letter first. (laughs) We'll take it down. Like, don't sue us. Yes. Save this audio, everybody. Yeah, yes. Um, so he was 39 and a father of two. Little yeah. little kids. Little kids at that time, yeah. And he thought this was a good idea. Yeah. I'm it's just pretty saying. reckless. It is. Yeah. Now, not not to blame just him and not to blame anybody. Hugh Lindsay also had a pregnant wife at home. I mean, this was just again, totally get it. Nobody thought okay. this was gonna happen. No. But if you stop and think of it objectively with distance, it doesn't look like a good idea. But of course, you're not going to look at it objectively with distance when it's you and it's now. Well, the other so. thing too is, um, well, probably for all these people, but especially for Prince Charles, mm-hmm. 
he's never been in like a situation of chaos his entire life. Well, like okay. His, you know. To be fair, he did serve in the army. He was a pilot. I'm True. not going to say blanket that he never he went was... through anything dicey. I don't know. Right. He was never in combat. We know that. Do do we? This was uh, 71. It was still Nam. I, I don't think. I, I, don't I think, think I would have read if he had, yeah. but you know. But I'm just I saying. I don't know. But for for the most part, what I'm saying is like his life was pretty. Of course, he was well set up his entire life. Yeah. Yes, and everybody was designed to watch out for him. I yeah. get that. Yes, you're you're right. So he's you're not right. he's really not thinking anything bad can That's happen. That's true. That's what you would feel invincible. I get yeah. that. That's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, um, Prince Charles did return to Closters. In 1989, just the year. Just, I was going to say, year. so the next year. Which I get the, I, I can get the sort of get back on the horse sort of idea, you know, keep going, carry on, whatever. Yeah, right. That's, uh, but yeah. Diana refused to ever go back. Yeah. She's like, uh-uh. No. Which I get, that's a lot of negative association. Talk about having fucking nightmares. Yeah. I'm sure that happened while he was there. Right. So Sarah Lindsay, now Sarah Horsley, was vocally displeased with the use of her husband's death as a storyline in The Crown, which I can only imagine. Mm, She had explicitly written to the show's producers saying, please don't do this. Like, this this would be horrible. It would make me feel terrible. Please don't do it. Uh, They wrote back to her. And she stated, quote, Oh, so she said that they said, quote, that they understood my concerns, but they hope I will feel that they deal with difficult subject matters with integrity and great sensitivity, end quote. She said, quote, I'm very upset by it and I'm dreading people seeing it, end quote. So allegedly, friends of Prince Charles called the show, quote, exploitative and inaccurate, end quote, with one saying, quote, this is trolling with a Hollywood budget, end quote. Now, here's the thing. I'm on Sarah's side. I don't give a shit about the royal family side on this. Not necessarily, no. I get... I mean, I'm sorry. If I were a fucking film producer and the widow of somebody's like, please don't do this, but you I know wouldn't what? fucking do it. I, but I, I don't could... know if the producers even had a choice. It was made above their heads, maybe. Who well, knows? it was already planned out, mm. most likely. But I, but I mean, I can also see their side is like, I understand, like, but we have a story to tell and we have money to make. This would be a good episode. And it would be like, I, I would, I would, now it makes me kind of want to watch the episode. I mean, I'm, you can. Not, I, I have no interest. She in doesn't else. want you to see it. Yeah. And I have For really what no, it's worth. It's already playing out in my mind. So yeah. that's good enough. Plus, of course, they dramatize the, oh, was it Charles and of the course. queen is all, you know, a flood or whatever. Um, and you just hear like the fluttering in the background, the noise of all the people talking in the background. Like, was it Charles? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but that would really it suck. Would. Yeah. It would really but, suck. I mean, and it's not like she was 19. She was in her 30s right. when this happened. Like, this, this would suck. Yeah. And like having to explain it to your daughter who's now like 30 something, mm-hmm. you know? And and the daughter being like, well, that sucks. But it's just, it, but it's also the unfortunate circumstances. Like his death happened adjacent to somebody mega famous. You know. Yes, what I mean? that's, it's like that's the, the fucking Kobe Bryant. It, right. People who died in the crash with him. It's like yeah. your death will always be overshadowed by somebody more famous than you. Yeah. Which is shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. To the point, and I will totally admit this. I was like, what do I call this disaster? 
And I'm like, well, what people will know it as is Prince Charles' skiing accent, not the death of Hugh Lindsay. Sure. So it's Well, you shit. could have called it both. Yeah. I, I could put it in parentheses, yeah. maybe the death of Major Hugh Lindsay. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. That's There we go. On the fly, making up the decision. Again, like a band that can't decide on the title of the song. They have like the first part and then in there parentheses. There you go, in parentheses. There you go. In parentheses, because I can't make up my mind. <laughs> so, okay, so people who are close to Charles apparently called this all trolling with the Hollywood budget, right? So here's what I want to get back to. Hollywood budget notwithstanding... Prince Charles is now King Charles III. He is. He's doing okay financially. Yeah. Let's talk about how okay he's doing financially. So many media outlets have attempted to estimate the size of his late mother's estate and what Charles and his siblings, including the pedophile, the known the pedophile. The known pedophile. True. That, like, we don't have to say allegedly. Mm-hmm. Stand to inherit. It appears that Queen Elizabeth... Herself, okay, so we're gonna have to get into this, but Queen Elizabeth had $500 million in personal assets. We're talking like famous works of art, jewelry, crown personal jewels, assets. shit, yeah. shit, 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 yeah. right? Um, so that means they were not tied up to any other entity. She owned these things outright, sure. Um, additionally, outside of just Elizabeth. There's what is known as the firm, a.k.a. the crown, legally known as Monarchy PLC. Okay, I, I, like, it. Not, I like it that the, it, it's an actual like, it is the taxable legal, business. It is the legal entity that is the monarchy. Yeah. So in other words, it's not Elizabeth's, right? Mm-hmm. It's whoever is the monarch, the monarch. which so, now is Charles. Right now it's Chuck's. Now we're just talking assets. We are not talking income. Sure. Monarchy PLC currently holds approximately $28 billion in assets. That's just assets. That's That's shit. That's property. I mean, and we're talking, like, we could break it down to how much each castle is worth. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how do you even get to that number? And just assets The people at Forbes did. I'll just say that. No, I'm just saying, yeah. No, but I'm saying overall, Mm -hmm. how can you acquire... $28 $28 billion worth of just assets. Um, over centuries. Yeah, that's true. That's how you do it. Yeah, a good point. So after his mother's death, Charles is now the head of this multi-billion pound money-making monarchy, which is a bit of trolling in itself to the millions of people living in the shadow of the crown's colonizing legacy. And that, my friends, is the story of Prince Charles' skiing accident or the death of Major Hugh Lindsay. Very good. Thank you. And uh, apparently, uh, India, they want their jewel back. Like, like apparently, like, they stole... Oh, like, is there a crown, like, a jewel like a that jewel, was... Like, that was apparently theirs that they... And they're like, well, now that she's dead, we want it back. I, I, so... <laughs> I'm I, like, I don't blame you. I... Like, as Americans, we have no sense of any of this, right? I mean, we do were we, a, pre- we, we were do a prior British colony, hmm? but modern Americans, do we really have any? We well, don't. I, well, well like, no, we we, you and I do. I, I think most Americans don't know the scope of, like, what our colonialism no, is. No, 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 I gotcha. What you I know. mean is, are we a really monarch. affected by it? No, not really. Yes, but there are literally countries and countries and countries that of are. people yeah. who 100% are. So I don't know if you've seen 
basically like what it appears to me, and this is only going off of like Twitter, which is highly inaccurate, but is like a third or maybe a quarter of being like, oh, so sad. God saved the queen. And the rest is like, fuck the queen. Yeah, fuck I'm on all that. of this. I'm on that side. I'm I'm with you. I it, like this is the it's complicated. It is. Um. It's just it's it's a. It, it's really fucked up and it's really weird. It's, and it's propping up a system. That, yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> it's propping up a system that on purpose mm-hmm. only only works for a few people. It was deliberately and, set up that way. Yeah. Um. You know, at least capitalism has the facade of occasionally somebody who's broke comes to be rise rich. To the top. You know, yeah. that that doesn't happen in a monarchy. The bootstraps are theoretically yeah. possible. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in a monarch in a monarchy system, you're either rich or poor. You're There's born or you're into it or you're not. No in between. And uh, so, yeah, we don't really have a concept of that no. necessarily. Our monarchy, like you said, is the politicians, CEOs, the rich people. But also, like you said, there's technically, though not probably, (laughs) the chance that an average person could join them. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yes. Is it probable? No. Is it technically possible? Yes. There's like a handful of people that, that get in there somehow. But is it possible in the monarchy? No. No. Like, no. The the person who decided to go ahead and marry the American divorcee he really loved fucking abdicated. Yeah. So, no. No. I'm adding. Yeah, I see The I see subtitle. <laughs> but, uh, I just thought it was weird that when it came, I'm like, oh, she died. Like, I didn't think she was ever going to die. I I thought... You I thought honestly, she'd live forever? No, I thought the I thought the funnier thing would have been like if Charles died first and she was still alive. <laughs> like, God, that's what I that's honestly what I was thinking like the last couple of years. Oh my god. <laughs> like he never gets to see it. Maybe you know, the like ultimate a, irony of Charles what if he like dies within the next year? No. I mean he He's no, on, I know. Yeah, but, he's but on if a regimen. Happens, all sound like a fucking psychic. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. That, <laughs> then, then, then they'll then they'll come for us. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> then then the whoever the secret Some, service of the British somebody will is. type into you know whatever into Google, uh, you know, people, predicted people who predicted uh, Charles King death. King Charles's death and like somehow will pop up on there and like them because <laughs> we. <laughs> Because compared to those, like, we don't have any money or power compared right. to, like, an agency. We will literally disappear in the night. <laughs> yes, we if will. we disappear in the night we'll after the, the s- death of Charles. We'll be in the south of France. Please record this <laughs> and have it as evidence and avenge our deaths. You can, fo- yeah, just do, all, do all of those things. <laughs> avenge our deaths. Oh, my goodness. I, I fucking trust our listeners, too, to do that. They would I, I totally do, well. do that. Yes. Absolutely. We've left clues behind in all of the episodes. <laughs> Little breadcrumbs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was a conspiracy. Yes, there probably is somebody trying to piece it together right oh, now. God. That would be funny. Do that. Like we might have we 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 might have like done that. Like you know, not not front of mind. Oh knows. my god! Have you heard the bat shit about um, people saying that Trump is the real king? And, like, that the one I have people not are heard. going off the fucking walls. I've not heard that one. I'm not surprised. Even more so than they have yeah, in the right. past, you know. <laughs> off the Whatever. other walls. Off the taller walls. Um, I think I think Trump could single-handedly bring down the monarchy were he a member of 
<laughs> he's yeah. essentially brought down the American government. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. Hi! But yeah, like as far as like continuing this thing, and and I've thought about this too. Like it seems to me that Harry doesn't really have much interest in this whole. It doesn't matter because he's not in the line of succession, really. Oh, okay. Is that why? That might be so, why. No, he's it, it literally is true. So I, because I looked at like the family who's, who's tree. Um, George, uh, okay. who is William's Jorge. Jorge. oldest. Okay. So literally, for Harry to become king, here's what would happen. Charles has to die and leave it to William. William has to die and leave it to George. George has to die and leave it to Charlotte, I think, is the name of the kid. The other kid. Charlotte would have to die and leave it to her little brother, who I think is Louis. And then Louis would have to die. At, so basically, Prince William's entire family would have, would have to, to be like, annihilated. It would have to look like the Red Wedding. In, in order for him to become... Basically. I think he should make it happen. Yeah. And then uh, the irony is that Camilla Parker Bowles is now the queen consort. <laughs> oh, my God. Wasn't that who he was having an affair with or something? Yes, okay. notoriously. Yeah. Notoriously. And you better bet that lots of people are like, fucking Diana could have been queen. Yeah, but no. I mean, it... <clears throat> no. She was better than him. She's better than the monarchy. Pretty much. It seems that way. Anyway, I think uh, that's about all I know about the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> We're Americans. We don't know much more than this. Like, hey, uh, look, we're not saying as Americans we're better than the British people because we know better than Well, that. I mean, record-wise, we are. We're either 2-0 and o or 0-1-0. Oh, oh, you mean in or, wars? Or 1-0-1. Or one, or one <laughs> one. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> We have we have not lost. That's, mm, we'll mm. put it that way. Against the British, we have you mean? not. Yes. <laughs> are you counting Revolution War of eighteen twelve? Those, that... those are the only. Those the only two. Okay. Well, what's one zero and one? Well, that would be a win, not a loss, and a tie. What's a not a loss? Like you didn't lose, you tied. No, no, no. I mean, be... which war? Which combat? Oh, the eighteen twelve. You, well, you and know, then what's you, one? What's the one? You know which war we won. No, no, no you said one. <laughs> no, no, you no. Said win, not a loss, and a win. That's three. Win, not a loss, and a tie. That's three total conflicts. No, no, no. no. I'm... Oh. <laughs> it's how you do a record. Like, we wouldn't be one and one because that would presume we would have oh, one like win hockey. and one loss. Yes. Okay, you're doing hockey points. Football has ties. There are two teams starting this week that are... With a tie? That are 0-0-1. Who? Uh, Who Houston, Houston and Indianapolis. Where where do you bro- your bills stand at the moment? Uh, 1-0. About to be 2-0. Who are they playing this week? Tennessee. That's Sunday? No, it's Monday. Oh, okay. So this episode will come back, come out before the game gets played. Yes, it will. You're lucky that you're taking Tuesday off, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to be up late Monday. Yes. And I should put my little uh, sleep headband Well, I will be at my friend's night. house. On Monday night? Yes, I told you that. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Now now we're just getting into our schedule. Yeah, I'm sure this pretty, is fascinating yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Let's end the episode, and then we'll discuss our schedule. Let's do that. <laughs> Pip pip cheerio. Pip pip cheerio. Hello, Gardner. <laughs> this is my second six percent. It is. All yes, it is. Then she keeps hitting the empty one with her hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was Prince Charles's ski accident, otherwise known as the death of Major Hugh Lindsay. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. <laughs>